Hey, Shanna, did you know that you can purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore? Yes. With Libro FM, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But with Libro FM, you get to search up your local indie bookstore and support them instead. And if you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to squeeze more reading into your busy life. I constantly have a book in my ear because cleaning the house or exercising is so much more fun while reading. Sign up for Libro.fm and use the code GOODBOOKS to get two books instead of one for the price of your first month's membership. Good books. Good books. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Best Book Club podcast. We are your hosts, Jen and Shanna. I'm Shanna. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah, we'll get better. And this week on what we're reading and other stuff, we will be telling you what we're reading and also giving some sweet and spooky Halloween book recommendations. Ooh. <laughs> I know it's spooky season. It's spooky time. Okay, so why don't you go first? What are you reading, Shanna? Okay, first of all, I feel like I need to make a quick amendment to the last episode. <laughs> Um, I was about halfway through Verity, and it was going good. And then, turns out that was the top of the mountain, because it was all downhill from there, baby. I <laughs> ended up hating that book, which I know is an unpopular opinion, but I just, I don't want to go down in the history books saying that it was good. <laughs> So I ended up hating it. Oh, that's so disappointing. I know. And now I just, I don't even know that you'll read it because honestly, don't waste your time. It was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was, I was looking forward to seeing what all the fuss was about. I mean, you could still do it. It's not that long. Uh, And then maybe you could hate it with me or maybe you'll love it. (laughs) And then you'll judge me. Hard. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do know that I am on, you know the other side most people loved this book and i honestly don't know how Ugh. <laughs> Gosh. okay so you're on the record as saying verity sucks verity and sucks. you hate it yes it was just gratuitous sex scenes like uh. there's sex which i don't mind in like my romance or my erotica <laughs> and like some okay every page too much. Yeah, that sounds like way too much. Way too much. Wait, I, you know, I can enjoy it, but oh. there comes a point where you just want to read the book. Yeah, and it got to the point that I was like, I get it. I get it. You have sex, but <laughs> whatever. Anyways, you ask what I am reading. Yeah, what are you reading? Well, I am reading a couple of books, but the one that I thought, well, the one that actually suits the theme, I guess, is... uh we need to talk about Kevin. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's going fine. It's it's going really, really slow, and everybody loves it, but we'll see. I'm still reading it. I'm like 65% now, and I'm giving it a solid okay. Uh, that was also supposed to be a really good one. I know. Maybe something's wrong with me. <laughs> There's many things wrong with you, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But even more exciting... For me, is I'm reading a Terry Pratchett book, of course. I'm reading one called Eric, but it's actually <laughs> um, Faust. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> well, do you know Faust? No. <laughs> okay. Neither did I. Turns out Faust is a German 
like originally a German folktale, but it's basically Guy and the Crossroads demon selling his soul to the devil for earthly splendor. I don't know. All right. So anyways, I had to, because this book is called Faust and then it's crossed out and then it's Eric. So it's a retelling of Faust, but I didn't know what it was. So I went on YouTube and I looked up uh, Thug Notes, which is, it's a very easy way. It's like the Cliff's Notes, except they make me laugh because he just, it's, it's funny. I'll send you a link. Okay. (laughs) So yes, this is Terry Pratchett's retelling of Faust and it's a wizard book. I finally get to find out what happened to Rincewind the wizard, which he disappeared a couple books ago for me. And you're wondering, Shanna, what's your point? My point (laughs) is the second place that they go was a kind of retelling of the Discworld version of the Trojan War. Ah, cool. (laughs) Yes. Uh, There was, like, Helen was there, except for instead of being a great beauty, she was, like, there. She had, like, six kids, and she was just, like, (laughs) I mean, they weren't going to fight over not the most beautiful woman in the world, so that's what we said. And uh, there's the Trojan horse and uh, a version of... Odysseus, who like <laughs> makes a big part of that. It's it was so good, and I was so excited about it. I wanted to tell you in the middle of the night, but then I was too sleepy. <laughs> well, it's good. That's good. We have to save some things to actually talk about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I know which one I will recommend to you eventually okay. for you to read because that will hook you. Yeah, I do need to read another Discworld. Yes, yes, you sure. do. Because I really, really loved Hogfather. So good. So, I'm. I mean, I'm in. But that was almost a year ago. It was. Yeah. That was our very first episode, guys. Oh yeah! If you want to hear what we used to sound like <laughs> when we first started, and we <laughs> sucked. Just kidding. Just kidding. We didn't suck. We're basically <laughs> pros now. So. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we will have to figure out a Discworld for you. But mm. yeah, that's it. What uh, are you reading? Okay. Well, I need to mention three things. first i just want to mention that i read i know what you did last summer by lois duncan finally finally i've been trying to read it forever and i am going to be doing a full review on this one so i'm not going to tell you guys too much but i will tell you that if you're going in looking for a horror book that is similar to the movie which is definitely horror (laughs) You will be disappointed to find something more akin to, like, goosebumps. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's YA, if not middle grade. Ah! (laughs) Maybe middle grade's pushing it a little bit, but... I don't know. I think I read some scarier goosebumps. So <laughs> Oh no. That that surprises me. Yeah, it was it was surprising. But it's short. So I mean if you're a fan of the movie, you know, it's a fun little add-on, but <laughs> Okay. But yeah. But that's all you guys get because we got something fun coming. We do. Actually maybe I said too much about Verity. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 it's okay. I have more to say, don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, there's so much. I'm sure there's lots to say. So anyways, keep, you know, your ears and your eyes open for our fun stuff coming up. Okay, my second that I want to talk about is I read The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. (sighs) Okay, so last time I was about halfway through A Head Full of Ghosts by him, and it was going really well, and it ended really well. I really, really enjoyed it. So then I just immediately picked up another book by him. 
the cabin at the end of the world. And oh, I hated it so much. Oh, no. It was so bad. <sighs> so I forgot to read the synopsis because I was going to read it so that I would make sure that I didn't spoiler anyone. So I'll try not to. It is about this family that is staying at a cabin and then four strangers show up and they say that they must, the family must decide one of them to sacrifice and that will save the world. Uh. And it really felt like, you know, when you make the mistake of reading the Facebook comments on posts <laughs> that you know are going to make you mad. Yeah. It was like that the whole time. Like it just mm -hmm. like the rage of these a feeling like these people are just so delusional and so mm. just falling for something and ruining other people's lives <laughs> for nothing. It just felt like that. And it was really slow. We were halfway through the book and I got no information. And then by the end of the book, I still really had no information. Mm. It was like, ugh, it was horrible. Well, I've only ever had two people talk to me in real life about this book. And that has been the opinion both times. So yeah, so my recommendation is no, don't read it. <laughs> so I shouldn't have just bought it <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> no, no, you should return uh, that. <laughs> it's a little late, but oh, well, it's in hardcover yeah. on my shelf. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> it's possible that this feeling was intentional because there's a quote in the book that says something like they're talking about how there's this uniquely 21st century mental health crisis where more and more people suffer from clinically paranoid psychotic delusions deciding to ignore professional help and instead of turning to their friends and family they seek support from people online where they have found hundreds or even thousands of like-minded people and these online groups reinforce the delusions because the same thing is happening to them. So I don't know if it was like supposed to make you feel that way because they're trying to make a point that this is like an actual thing happening. Yeah, I can see that. And sometimes I have this problem of not caring what the author intended. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, I hate it because yeah. that is not the way I want to be feeling when I'm reading. No. And then so you're, you're reading these comments on, on Facebook, you're getting really angry. And then imagine if that was true. Like everything that you're reading turns out to be the truth. Oh, well, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it also didn't help that the family was two gay dads and their adopted Chinese daughter who was born with a cleft lip. And they are the ones chosen to be sacrificed to save the world. <laughs> well... I was I like, mean. ah, <laughs> I don't know. Didn't yeah. feel good. No, it doesn't sound like it would feel good. No. So yeah, don't recommend. One star. <laughs> Maybe two. I don't know. I feel bad giving one star, but I really didn't like it. And I really didn't want to finish it. But it's like, it was so small. It was so short. It was mm. may as well. Okay, but the third thing that I want to mention is you're about to fall off your chair. I'm ready. I finished listening to that one and then immediately started listening to Verity. <laughs> Oh, you lied to me. I did. I didn't say anything. Oh, did you like it? <laughs> well, I'm I'm only like maybe one and a half hours in oh, the okay. audio. So, so you're... it's I'm still in the good part. I'm still going uphill. Uphill, yeah, don't you worry. Yeah. But yeah, I just I just have this morbid curiosity I need to know now. <laughs> How many times have they done it? Oh not none yet, but, <gasps> but I, I, they're they're wanting to. Oh man, oh man. It's coming. 
It's coming. Yeah, I know. I had to know. But, okay, here's this other thing. Part of the problem with The Cabin at the End of the World is that as soon as I started listening to it, I recognized the narrator's voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, this is making me feel so bad. Kind of like The Queen's Gambit. And then I realized it's the same narrator that narrated The Queen's Gambit. And that was one part of the book. I mean, there's many parts of that book that was horrible, but also the narrator was awful. I thought that that narrator was like the original narrator from when it was like (laughs) recorded on tape. Oh no. No, it's a new narrator. Okay. And then in Verity, one of the narrators is the same narrator. (laughs) Which one is it? Is she Verity? It's um, Verity. Yeah. Because I hated Verity's voice. So that actually tracks. First I was listening to it. I was like, okay, no, this is the different. This is because Verity has two narrators and the one just fine. The one that narrates Verity, oh, Queen's Gambit, Cabin at the End of the World. I don't, it's not her, it's her name, doesn't matter. It's yeah. not her fault. It's, just, it's her voice. She can't, she can't help it. But also she keeps narrating horrible books. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pick better books. Anyways, that was fun. But yeah, that, that that's all I got. That's, that's a lot. So yeah, I guess we, we read a fair amount, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's just so much to say sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I guess we should get on to spooky book recommendations because it's spooky season. And this is, you know what I was thinking about earlier? Every year at our in-person real life book club, we bring snacks and Halloween is my favorite snack time because we all like theme the snacks around Halloween and it's so good. I was looking at pictures of Oreos with pretzel sticks coming out like spiders. <laughs> so, Ooh. I can't stop Googling creepy food. <laughs> yeah, I got to find something good to make. It's so fun. And also, I just love fall. I love all of the spooky books. And they don't have to be scary to count. No. They just need to be spooky. They need to have a certain mood, a vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to just go back and forth? Ah, sure. Because first I have Meddling Kids by Edgar Cantero. And this is a Scooby-Doo-style, Cthulhu-style adventure. It is wacky, and it's got like a haunted house, and I just remember loving it around this time of year. The cover is gorgeous. It looks like one of those mushroom uh, stoner kid posters. <laughs> totally. That are good for under a black light. And yeah, so it's just, it's a group of, I mean, there's lots of Scooby-Doo references. So if you like Scooby-Doo, that's lots of fun. And yeah, it is not scary. I don't think, I didn't think it was scary. I don't think it's supposed to be, but yeah. But it's got those October vibes. It definitely does. I think because of all of the Lovecraft inspiration, it really gives it that extra push into the Halloween season. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I had a little bit of a hard time because I've always been a huge horror fan, but I've always been a huge horror movie fan. Mm. And it's only really been recently that I've been kind of trying to focus on more of the spooky books. And I think it's because of Stephen King. So, I mean, he's obviously someone that we are going to have to recommend, but I just wanted to note that 
anytime I would go to the bookstore to look for a spooky book, the shelves would just be all Stephen King. He's really cornered that market. <laughs> yes. So then there'd be a few classics. And then there would be maybe a few I'd never heard of before. So I just kind of ended up reading a lot of Stephen King for a long time. But yeah, I've made a point this year to get out of that and actually read some other spooky books. And I'm more, I, I think I'm more into horror horror than spooky. Mm. But um, I was going to mention that my favorite, I think, it's hard to say because... I've read so many, but I think the one that has stuck most with me of Stephen King is 112263. That is a good one. It is so good. So it's really stuck with me. It's good. It's about, um, well, it's not about (laughs) the assassination of JFK because, you know, it's definitely not what it really happened. But (laughs) I really love when books mix in history in with the story. And I remember some pretty spooky parts of that book, so... Yeah, I, I didn't find it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hard to scare. But <laughs> yes, there's some. There's some. But yeah, no, definitely not like scary in the way of like, you're going to be scared of it. But well, would you believe that the Stephen next, <laughs> the next <laughs> book I was going to recommend is also a Stephen King. Um, this is The Long Walk. Oh, I guess they don't know that I'm holding my books because they cannot see me because yeah. podcasting is an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> The Long Walk by Stephen King is one of my absolute favorite Stephen Kings. It is actually, he wrote it as uh, Richard Bachman or Bachman. I always screw it up with Frederick Bachman. Oh, yes. Yes. So it's when he was writing under a pen name. I I don't know. I think that he just wanted to know if his name was so cool and that was why all of his books were selling or if he was actually <laughs> like really good. Uh, turns out he's really good because I love all of the Bachman books. The Long Walk is... The most interesting book about people walking I've ever read. It is this contest where everybody, you just need to walk. Whoever walks the longest gets their heart's desire. And then they walk. And I don't want to say anything more because that will spoil things. But it is upsetting and excellent. And it is just one of my go-to recommendations. Yeah, I still need to read that one. Oh, it's so good. And... It looks small. It was a short story. It was actually... That's what his short stories look like? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is a full novel. (laughs) It is. This is true. But because like, you know, when you get his four-parters, like Four Past Midnight is a great one. It's like a thousand page book, but it's four short stories. (laughs) So yeah, short stories, regular size books. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Okay, so... Because I've just started recently kind of focusing more on this genre, um, a lot of the books that I have to recommend are pretty recent reads, actually, because I've just read some really good ones this year. So uh, the best was I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. So good. So good. So we've talked uh, quite a bit about narrative nonfiction. This would fall very nicely into that genre. All about the Golden State Killer and her kind of quest to figure out who he was. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so creepy, but it's nonfiction. So you're learning a little bit of something too. That one genuinely scared me. Yeah, I, because you said that and then I kept waiting to be like actually scared. And then I was. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I 
was. I was terrified that there was someone in my house. Constantly. At all times. Yeah. I have never checked my doors more than I did. Doors, windows, everything. Yeah. Like 10 times a night. I think knowing that it's real is the scariest part. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're looking for an actual real scare, I'll be gone in the dark. Oh, so scary. So scary. <laughs> I am going to not scare you again. (laughs) (laughs) The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman is, I think, a really good one for the fall. If you like Neil Gaiman, it is really sweet. It's about a boy named Bod because he's nobody. And he was a baby and he gets raised by ghosts in a graveyard. And so he can see ghosts and he talks to them. And somebody's trying to kill him. It's very, uh, it's weird and it's unique. And oh, one of my notes to myself, Shanna is the coolest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just a kid raised by ghosts and he's got a guardian and yeah, he just kind of lives in this world between the living and the dead. And I absolutely loved it. I'm pretty sure I cried at the end. It's not exactly scary unless you are really really easily scared (laughs) but oh and it won an award the john newberry medal which is for the most distinguished contribution to american literature for children oh that's nice yeah yeah i was gonna recommend that one as well but i knew you were gonna recommend that one because (laughs) you love it so much i do it was it was very good and definitely perfect for october if you are not into the actual blood and guts Yes, I think it's such a nice one if you just want that October feel, but not those creepy, spooky scares. Yeah, and really, so far, anything that I've read by Neil Gaiman is great for this time of year. Definitely. I mean, I'm just going for all the gory ones, because that's what I'm into. That's perfect, (laughs) because I don't don't have any gore on my side, so. So I just recently read The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones, and... It was really weird because the whole book is them being haunted by an elk. It does sound weird. (laughs) Yes. And it took me a little while to get past that because what happens is they go out hunting and they're not supposed to be hunting. It's not their time. It's like on the elder's land or something. And they kill a whole bunch of elk and one of them kills one that is pregnant and then that elk comes back to haunt them i would too yeah she was she was pretty mad yeah and yeah so and she like held on for dear life like they she they kept trying to kill her and she just wouldn't die because of her baby Mm. so she held on for dear life dear life (laughs) (laughs) good sorry (laughs) (laughs) but oh man I could not put it down. It was so weird and creepy. And just when you weren't expecting it, people are being scalped and blood and guts are everywhere. It has really good reviews. Yeah, it was really good. But I got to the end, I was like, yeah, I'm in. So if yeah, if you're looking for those blood and guts. Yes. And it's an indigenous author as well, hey? Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, then you get like this little kind of mix of um, indigenous culture in there. So that was interesting. And yeah, no, I definitely, definitely recommend that one. I started reading another one by him, but I'm not too sure about. So I don't know uh, about all those other books, but this one was very good. Nice. Um, 
Okay, well, I've got these other ones here, but you know what? I actually want to recommend I don't have in a physical book. You and I both read The Elementals. Ah, I think. Yeah, The Elementals. That one, I was not expecting much from. And when we started it, I was not crazy about it. But I ended up really, really liking it. And it has stuck with me. And yeah, it feels like such a good classic horror, haunted house, Mm -hmm. kind of a slow creep. And yeah. It's about this family who owns this island, and it has three houses on it, and one of them is a spooky house. And the family is weird, their dynamics are weird, and yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it other than that. Yeah, they have to... I can't remember. <laughs> it was it was really good anyways. Yeah, um, it was really good. It was spooky. It, ugh, that middle house was the haunted one, and... Yikes. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I've got, I mean, Rebecca, obviously, I'm going to recommend Till the Day I Die, yes. I think is a fantastic fall book. It is as scary as, I don't know, you make it. I don't think it's very scary. It's I think scary, it's, but it's it's got the mood. It's, oh, it is all mood. Uh, but it's not everybody's favorite. Some people find it way too slow, whereas oh. I find it just chef's kiss. Yeah, I didn't find it slow at all. It is. It feels like fog and a warm drink on a cool evening, and leaves dying, and just ugh, I love it. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it is good. Anyways, this is supposed to be a mini, guys. Yeah, we're just. This is. I mean, there's so many books that we yeah. Add. We could keep going forever, but we so shouldn't. we'll we'll add a few more in the show notes. Good idea. And we will. Cut this short, because it's not supposed to be super long. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all we have for you. (laughs) Uh, Remember that book club is next week. So speaking of spooky books, we are reading Carrie by Stephen King. And we actually have a discussion going on right now on our Instagram and Facebook. So head over there to chat with us. Yes. uh, You can find us at best underscore book club. Or you can just send us an email at best underscore book club at outlook.com. We always look forward to hearing from you guys. I guess uh, otherwise we'll see you at book club. See you at book club. Bye. Bye.